to the 97th episode of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And we talk about book news, author news, and literary news. All the news that books have to offer us. That's right. Today we're going to be so. talking a little bit about the summer reading program, yeah. which starts today. Yeah. And we're going to talk about rereads. Yeah. It's been on both of our minds, so we're just going to dig into it. Um, you know what happened to me Tell when me. I was doing that intro? I don't. I, I think really 97 don't. is just such a big number. For you? No, not not just for, but for oh, our podcast. Like it seems wrong somehow. Yeah, like no way are we at ninety. Like next week, it was like ninety eight, ninety nine. Ninety nine will probably be easier, uh-huh. but ninety eight uh-huh. is just like we've been doing this for ninety eight weeks. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah. So not now. Now we've been doing it for ninety seven weeks. Oh, okay. That's a lot of weeks, man. Yeah. Episode hundred means we'll have done this for one hundred weeks in yeah, a row. That's true. That's crazy. It is crazy. There, there are so many things that I haven't done a hundred weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so like brush your teeth. Bathe. Don't don't talk about that. Oh, man. sorry, sorry, sorry. Weeks sorry. in a row. You can yeah. take a weeks without yeah. bathing, without eating a vegetable. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> is rice a vegetable? Yeah, you know, we started this podcast in August of what 2015, I guess. So oh. we're coming up on our two year anniversary too. What's the traditional gift for a two year no, anniversary? It's just one year. No, a hundred oh. episodes. That'd be two years. Oh, we've already done the one year. Yeah. See? Yeah, this is what I mean. episode 52. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. So we're going to dig into all that stuff a little bit later. Right now, let's update on what we've been reading. Bookmark <laughs> segment. Okay. Uh, What's new with you? Still reading Woman in Cabin 10. And, okay. um, you made any more progress? Are you, not, not too much Are you progress. feeling any differently I, about it? I feel it? like I just haven't wanted to like pick it up. Yeah. But... It read it read quick when I yeah, did. Exactly. I mean, I read thirty pages in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So I just need you to just, get back you to it. You have to think of it as like a cozy type of book. Okay. You know, well, I'm I not... mean it's all right. Not a lot of depth to it. And then um I can't I'm trying to decide. Like I, I pick up as well uh Me Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah. And I'm thinking like should For I wait until upcoming I finish? book yeah. club. So I think I want to read that book, but I got to get through Woman in Cabin 10 first. If you want to join us, well, actually, we're leading both of these book clubs together. So That's true. Woman in Cabin 10 is coming up pretty soon. That's going to be July 5th at 3.30. Uh, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girls are YA for Adults book club. That's going to be at 6 o'clock on Monday, uh, July 24th. So join us for both of those. Eric and I will be there together as a team. Yeah. All right, so Woman in Cabin 10, and you're okay about it. Anything else you pick up? Uh, you know, I don't think so. Hey, fun fact. You know how you've been reading through the Irredeemable uh, yes. series? You can get all of those on Overdrive. Hey, yes, I, I knew that. Oh, okay. I think even some of the later volumes I'm going to have to. Okay. I don't know if they, the system has all the paperbacks uh-huh. in the collection, because the later ones definitely I are. I thought that was pretty cool. There's a lot of manga and stuff on there, too, yeah. which I didn't realize. So. Yeah. You're a big advocate yeah. for uh, Overdrive these well, days. Well, I guess I've just been I've used it here and there before, but yeah. lately I've been using it a lot and just seeing yeah. all the different things it can do. How much do you have to pay to use the library's Overdrive app? Well, Eric, I'm glad you asked, because it's completely free. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Pretty pretty big deal. Yeah. You just need a library card. Yeah, you well, do. There you go. You do. Way to sell. So that's, that's it for you? Yeah. Um, okay. Did you talk about you watching Awakenings last week? Yeah. Okay. Never uh-huh. mind then. Well, let's not talk about that. Okay. Uh, well, I finished a few things. Uh, I finished that Wonder Woman novelization, and my opinion of it has not changed since last Still week. It fine. was very paint by numbers. Yeah. Here's the movie exactly. Uh huh. So it went it went quick, and yeah. I like the characters. So fine, but it added nothing. Uh, I finished the Testament. 
by John Grisham, mm-hmm. which was a reread, so right. we'll save analysis for later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I read a Star Trek graphic that's new to our collection called Enter the Wolves. Enter the Wolves. Enter the Star Wolves. Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, Star oh. Trek. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, I read at Manor Hills. I do a monthly reading to the residents in Manor Hills. Right. And this week, I did one called Merlin and the Making of a King, and it's just a, a retelling of the Arthur legend, yeah. basically. But great illustrations. Uh, it's a pretty good... Uh, aside from them referring to Lancelot as his best friend, which just seemed out of... Yeah. I don't know. Out of time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good retelling. That's yeah. that's done by Margaret Hodges, which we do my have best friend and also guy trying to get with my wife. I just thought, like... I just using the term best friend kind of yeah. took me out of that yeah. era and Besties. made it seem yeah it yeah. wasn't like his his closest advisor or yeah. something like that it, it was, was like his, his best friend yeah. which you know other than that one complaint I thought it was pretty good yeah. and the residents of Manor Hills enjoyed it uh, I started reading Flamingo Road hey you did it I did yeah right. and I'm I'm actually really liking it so I'm glad ah. I discovered it I wish I could put it on the book club but we're it's us and Elmira are the only ones who have it. it's only two copies in the whole system yeah. so I'm gonna recommend it call out everybody else <laughs> <Yeah>. jeez <laughs> if it if it ends as good as it's like starting then uh-huh. I'm gonna recommend it to the book club and they can all fight over it but ah. yep like wolves yeah like your book like my other book yeah Yeah. exactly exactly so i'm enjoying flamingo road so far and i've got a couple of graphics that i'm ready to read nice Mm -hmm. what about the uh book news what's coming up you want me to go first yeah okay (laughs) you 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 forgot how things are done here okay so these are these are the advanced notices so these are the early notifications that we got that these books are going to come into publication the ones we're talking about now are going to come to you in august and we will definitely have these uh jonathan and jesse kellerman writing together i'm not sure if jesse is i assume jesse's a relative i just don't know where uh and how you want to look that up who's jesse kellerman that's your that's your job this Jesse is <laughs> yeah Kellerman. so jonathan kellerman of course a big name in thrillers uh usually a little bit more grisly than i like but this is a new series clay edison number one natural causes or foul play the title's crime scene by the way Nat- <laughs> natural causes or foul play that's the question clay edison must answer each time he examines a body yeah that, that checks out that's true uh his father is jonathan kellerman okay so it's father and son sure okay uh. That's how it works. Figuring out motives and chasing down suspects aren't part of his beat, not until a seemingly open and shut case proves to be more than meets his highly trained eye. Hmm. So is he like, is he just like Quincy? (laughs) The twisting trail Clay follows will lead him to the darkest corners of the human soul. It's his job to listen to the tales the dead tell, but this time he's part of a story that makes his blood run cold. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, he's the oldest son of best-selling mystery novelists Faye Kellerman and Jonathan Kellerman. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that they were married, Faye and Jonathan Kellerman. Maybe they're not. Interesting, like Stephen and Tabitha King. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, Oh, Debbie McCumber. Sunstroke was his first book. Okay. Debbie McCumber, whose Christmas book I've read, one of her Christmas books, that's Uh the only thing. Uh, Very cozy, I would say. This one is called Any Dream Will Do. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) <laughs> which makes Throw me think of Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. <laughs> Any Dream Will Do by Debbie McCumber. A woman finds the Any strength to overcome a painful history and faces go, the go, challenge go, go, go. of learning to trust and love again in this powerful and uplifting go, 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 novel. Go, go. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. 
That's a pretty funny. That's how I guess you could take you could lift the first few sent this first sentence here. I think you could put on the back of any Debbie McCumber novel, yeah. and it would be accurate. That's true. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Debbie McCumber's coming out with a new one in August, and I know people are going to snap this up. So put your holds in now. Okay. We haven't talked about one of these bad boys in a long time mm. because they've learned their lesson and stopped putting them out every five seconds. But uh, James Patterson coming back with a bookshot. Huh. Uh, and this is by James Patterson and Keisha Ball. And it says Masterclass winner. Nice. So I think James Patterson was doing that. Yes, he did that. Um, yeah. That contest, that writing contest where somebody would join and take like his class. Yeah. And he would pick somebody. Um, yeah, so this is this is the winner right yeah. here. So the bookshot is called The Dolls. It's coming out in August. The Dolls are perfect lovers, perfect companions, perfect killers. Investigative reporter Lila Wallace had covered many crimes of passion in 10 years, but nothing will prepare her for the dark secret of The Dolls. Oh. <laughs> I like where your head's at, though. That's good. Uh, so that's coming out. And then finally... Oh, I clicked away from it. Sorry, folks. There it is. Uh, murder at the Puppy Fest. This is large what? print. What? Yeah. Ugh. If a puppy dies. Yeah. If a puppy I'm dies dying. in this book, I will I will discard this book. No. No questions asked. It's gone. Uh, this is number 20 in the long-running Melanie Travis series. Eric, you uh, I lo- thought you were going to say it's number 20 in the puppy murder series. No, 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 no. Now, you, you follow this series religiously, as I recall. So why don't you give us a little background on the Melanie Travis series? Okay, well, yeah. she she used to live in the big city. Melanie used to live in the big city. She she moved to a smaller uh, Midwest town. Looking to get away from it um, all. It's, it's by, like, a very big lake. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so, very Hope small Lake, town. maybe? Is it called um, Hope Lake? The, yeah. A lot of people were, like, open to her being there, yeah, but she yeah, was sure. very standoffish oh. about it. Well, she's used to the big city. Yeah, it's so. re- it really took by, like, book six for okay. her, you to feel like, oh, now she's She's, she's in settled it. in. Yeah. She's there's a, the, there's a the few uh, suitors, if you will, really? in town. Really? But um, she was trying to get away from, like, the grisly murders and stuff. So now yeah. when murders show up, she's like, you know what? She doesn't I need love, this. I like this town a lot. She doesn't need this at I'm all. I'm coming back on the wow. scene. Wow. Your knowledge of this series is impressive, I must say. Uh, Frolicking with dogs is Melanie Travis's idea of heaven. So when she's invited to be a, quote, puppy wrangler at a benefit for a local dog rescue, the last thing she expects is to be chasing a tricky killer. Yeah. Yeah. Melanie Travis. Yeah. It was the Doberman. Oh, you think? Yeah. That's a stereotype. It is. You're stereotyping all Dobermans, and all right. it's not appreciated. Okay. Uh, but that's coming to you in large print, and again, we will have that in August. So you have that. To, I guess you probably don't want to look forward to a murder at a puppy fest, but if you like cozy mysteries, yeah. look, you can if, look forward to as this. As long as it's it's a person being murdered at this puppy fest. Oh, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I if totally If I find agree. out like a bag of puppies has been tossed into the lake. Oh, my gosh. Sorry to our listeners for that graphic. <laughs> Uh, story from Eric yeah. there. Woo! Well, oh, well, that's what I got, pal. It's an off day. What's uh, what's cracking All on right. the New York Times time bestseller to, uh, list? Time to reveal some of the uh, the sausage machine, if the you will. Sausage machine. Yeah, it's the thing that you put the meat in and okay. make sausages. Well, so we have to don't usually like to know or see how the sausage right. is made. But I can't read uh, the New York Times bestseller list at this time of recording has not changed. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, remind us of the tops then. Okay. <laughs> um. Currently at number one. So the top five uh, currently still out of this day is Love Story at number five. Okay. By Karen Kingsbury. Okay. Uh, 
Number four is Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton. Uh-huh. Number three is Come Sundown by Nora Roberts. Number two is Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. And number one is Camino Island. Island. It's pronounced island. By John Grisham. Grisham. You just say so, it smoothly. Is there a list that we didn't cover? That might yeah, be let's look at the uh, hardcover young adult Ooh, uh, list. A twist. So let's see. We're recording a little early, folks. That's that's the sausage yes. making Eric was mentioning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bratwurst, yeah. if you were. Oh, I love a good bratwurst. Do you? Yeah. Okay. We've just never had bratwurst. Before. We haven't. Do you like it? I don't think so. Next cook. Oh, well. I've been to Germany okay. in Epcot Center twice. Oh, that counts. For food. Sure. It's, been, it's really good. All right. Yeah. So let's do the top 10 New York Times bestsellers let's list do it. for Why hardcover young adult fiction. So number it. 10 yeah. new this week is Ryan Higga's How to Write Good by Ryan Higga. A YouTube... Uh, oh, a YouTuber retreads his tale of overcoming bullying. Hmm. So uh, number nine... Lady Midnight by Cassandra Clare. Not this a bestseller is, here. This is book one. <laughs> Never checked out here. We're, we must just, we're just out in the middle of nowhere. That's what you think. Yes. Uh, number eight, Alex and Eliza by Melissa de la Cruz. Do you know what this is about? Angelica, yes. Eliza. As the revolution unfolds, Eliza Schuyler meets a man named Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and they live happily ever after. Yes. Uh, we have Alex and Eliza and Lady Midnight in our collection. Mm-hmm. Girling Up by Maim <laughs> Balak. <laughs> Maim. Personal experience meets scientific fact and a girl's guide to growing up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number six, The Sun is Also a Star. That's been here for 31 weeks mm-hmm. in hardcover fiction. I like it. Uh, the Story of a Girl. This the is, is the story of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> when she's <Okay>. <laughs> all right <laughs> great uh, uh so anyways uh this is the story of a girl a boy budding love and the universe this is by nicola yoon she's gonna show up again on this Yoon. list right here at number five nicola yoon's everything everything uh, for a girl in a bubble, uh, bubble, I don't know what I'm saying. A girl in a bubble, an online friendship comes to mean something more. Uh, the movie just came out, so that's probably why it's still here. But it's crazy that it's a uh, hardcover because it's in paperback. People uh-huh. just buy the paperback; it's cheaper. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're making more money off the hardcover. Probably. It's fine. All some right. people are really strict about that. Yeah. Like some people, even in the book club, they're like, no, they don't want a hardcover or they, or they don't want a paperback. Right. My wife is like that. She, If a book is in hardcover, she's way less likely to read it. She yeah. just doesn't, okay. doesn't enjoy it. Um, number four, The Hit You Give by Angie Thomas. A 16-year-old girl sees a police officer and kill her friend. In the end. Uh, this has been here for 15 weeks but it, we have this in our collection as well give um it's been very popular okay. james patterson has a book crazy house by james patterson and gabriel charbonnet it's a crazy house the wrong twins on death row oh no look out hey that sounds a little bit too much like my chris farley film it does sound a little like that yeah copy patent all right here's probably why lady midnight is on the list still Number two, Lord of Shadows by Cassandra Clare. This okay. Is book two of that series. Okay. So we have that as well, people. And then number one, new this week, we also have Once and for All mm-hmm. by Sarah Dessen. Can the hard, oh, can the harder hearted Lorana, L O U N A, Luna? Yeah. Reform the more romantically casual Ambrose. Mm hmm. Can they. <laughs> Anyway, so there you go. Yeah. That's what the young adult world looks yeah. like right now. 
we basically have all of those except for the nonfiction stuff. Exciting. And that James Patterson book. Uh huh. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do the do the well, young adult and junior Patterson books go? No, but oh, <laughs> not really. The okay. Maximum Ride graphic novels have been very popular all of a sudden. Okay. And my wife read those for a while too, and then kind of got over the it. The graphics, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nine volumes out right now, but they've been very like they just kind of sat there for a while, and now mm-hmm. they're just like they're back, baby. And uh, Stalking Jack the Ripper, which isn't him, but it's a James Patterson presents. Right. That has checked out a lot. Huh. So, plus his, his kids stuff, I think does, but that's also not him. Like middle schools, the you know the middle school books, they do fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Treasure Hunters, I Funny. I've House always, I always want to read the uh, Treasure Hunters books. Yeah. Those look fun to me. Yeah, you want to, you want to be a kid again. Yeah, have, that's it. Have mm-hmm. Treasure Hunters as an option. Yeah. So it's kind of like your uh, PlayStation Four game. It is. Uh, Uncharted. Yeah. Nick just got a PlayStation Four. I did. After I was talking about wanting one. I know. I said that to my wife. I was like, "Wait, is he going to think I just did this to turn the old gears?" Hey. I just threw it right in the garbage. Oh my gosh. I didn't even play it. Uh, you, she was right. I just wanted to take or a picture. Or you were right. Whoever suggested, I was right? Yeah. She was like, no. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I was like, he did this. Because <laughs> I said I wanted it, so now he's trying to rub it in my face. There you go. There you go. Well, you know what? I probably would have got a Nintendo Switch if there was more than five in yeah, the world. Yeah, I know. You can't find them anywhere. But and they're, no. they're really expensive still. Oh, really? For I think they're still like four, $450. Really? Maybe oh, I'm wrong. Never Maybe mind. I would not have. I would not have. I, I'm pretty sure they're still expensive for like a system that only has like three games. Yeah. So. Yeah. You made the right choice. Thank you. Unless you prefer Mario games. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this, uh-huh. uh, and I know the Cassandra Clary book is probably a good indication that the answer to this is no. Uh-huh. But do you find that the books that are on the bestseller list translate into checkouts? Um, most of those that were there have checked out. Okay. Quite a bit here. Okay. Um, the, uh, what's her first name? Is it Elizabeth Yoon? It's not. I don't know. Nicole, Nicola Yoon. Okay. Uh, or Nicole Yoon. Anyway, like the Everything Everything and The Sun is Also a Star. Those have checked out a lot. Okay. The Hate You Give has checked out a lot. Because um, it, it definitely translates that way in the adult section. So, yeah, sometimes it does. Really, I, they get they usually get some checkouts. It's really just been those Cassandra Clare books, and I have to believe I find that those, they're just huge. Yeah, they're like eight hundred pages. Yeah, they're big, and I also like I haven't read them, so like uh-huh. honestly, I don't know anything about them. But when I'm on the uh, the youth desk, and people a few times somebody's asked me about it, I find it really difficult to figure out like how like the a reading order, right? Because there's like a main series, and then right. there's sort of like apparently branch it's off a separate series, series and, yeah. from the uh, the mortal instruments but isn't it connected still i don't know that, right. I thought that's, that's what i'm saying right. it's hard it's hard to pick one of those books up and know like right. am i reading book seven am right. i reading like a spin-off right. that i need to read the first yes. well the second book since the first book never checked out i made it so that other libraries oh, could yeah. use it as well and yeah. as soon as i did that it checked out okay it was sent to another library so it's so just not people in the here. yeah just the specific area people don't seem to care um but yeah, I usually try to. I go on the New York Times bestsellers list like every other week okay. to see to make sure that we have what's there. Mm-hmm. And usually, it it does translate. Wow. So okay. Um, maybe not the nonfiction. I think. Yeah. That doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't work so well. I think it does with our nonfiction, like Hillbilly right. Elegy, for example, which yes. has been in there forever. I yeah. mean, that's in our policy is when it's been on the list a couple of weeks, we just automatically get it. Yeah. So it's a good way to keep up with it. But yeah, I think it matters. There you go. Well, thanks for pulling up that random list. It's always nice to hear yeah. different yeah. things. Yeah. 
So today we're going to be talking about rereads, uh-huh. and then we're going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more advanced about the summer reading program, which is starting today. Yeah. So uh, let's start rereads because it's been on both of our minds lately. Because I just had to reread the Testament, the Testament by John Grisham uh-huh. for the book club, and. But on your mind, you just mm-hmm. did a big blog post about it. So sure we thought, did. now's the time. Yeah. So you're more of a rereader than I. Uh, I haven't been in the past. But in your life. Yes. I've, I probably have reread more books than okay. you. Have All you right. ever read, reread any books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can think of four. That you reread? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me what they are. I reread uh, The Testament. Yeah. But I wouldn't have if not for the book club. Okay. Um, I reread Mame by Patrick Dennis, which is still one of my all-time favorite books. Okay. I reread um, Oh Time and Again by Jack Finney, mm-hmm. and I reread No, sorry, Good Neighbor Sam by Jack Finney, okay. and I reread <laughs> Sarek, a Star Trek novel by A.C. Crispin. Okay. I read it when I was in high school, and then uh-huh. my wife and I read it out loud when we were in a Star Trek mood. So okay, that's again, scary. that's one that I wouldn't have just reread yeah. myself. So I guess there's only Mame and Good Neighbor Sam okay. that I really am like. I'm gonna go reread this, right? And they're both those are both like funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really like you kind of roll with it. It's kind of like rewatching your favorite right sitcom or something like that. <laughs> okay. So it's yeah, it's just not. Uh, I never can justify like rereading something mm-hmm. because. There's so many things that I want to read. Right. And it's the great tragedy that I'll never be able to read them all, you know? <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. I reread every single Animorph book, like, at least twice. Like, I would okay. read it in the first sitting, wait, like, a day, and then reread it wow. to make sure I really got it all. Wow. And then I would just, like, go through and, like, reread my favorite ones or reread the whole series over again. But then that also translated when I, the first three Harry Potter books were out. I reread the first book maybe three times wow and the third maybe the third book three times as well the second i love the third book it it might have been more but i I feel like it was three times that i read uh the sorcerer's stone and three times for prison prison of azkaban coming up on sarah badger numbers there (laughs) no no one no one is um so she's a huge harry potter fan i don't know if you're aware but yes She was on the podcast back when we talked about star spangled girl yeah neil simon neil Neil simon Simon podcast yeah um and then, I mean, I've reread Jurassic Park. I've read Jurassic that Park and The Lost World maybe four times each. Wow. And okay. I also have reread Animal Farm and Fahrenheit 451 mm-hmm. and Call the Wild and White Fang a couple times. Okay. So Why? Because I love them. Uh, well, what do you get out of, like... I, I don't know. I just... I mean, it's not that crazy. I mean, right. I'm acting like it's crazy, but it's not because well, when like, I was a, I've was seen a, I've seen the movie Groundhog Day. When I was a kid, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't into comic books. Okay, and uh, do you reread comic books? Let me ask you that. Uh, I have it before. Okay, um, less so now as well. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I did, I wasn't into comic books. Yeah, and like so, Animorphs were like it. Animorphs was like my thing that mm-hmm. I just so like I just had to reread them all the time, um, but I. I just liked how I liked Sorcerer Stones and Azkaban, like how they made me feel. They felt yeah. like warm and fun and exciting okay. and escapist and all that. So, and that was also back. Um, I mean, there was a big gap between four, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like ninety, ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Okay. I think whenever, whenever I read them. Um, but then with stuff like Call of the Wild and White Fang, I had read them as a kid. Oh. I had read them younger, and then yeah. I wanted to reread them. 
as mm-hmm. an adult. Mm-hmm. And Fahrenheit 451 was uh, after I was done with high school and before college. Like I, I kind of realized my uh, I, I stopped reading in general. Like I just read comic books and I just didn't pick up like books for like years, like three years. I was just not a reader anymore. And I started realizing my like personal vocabulary was just falling, mm. just disappearing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh crap! I got to start reading again." <laughs> so like, I just went to my bookshelf. And like, okay, I got to re—I got to read something. So I picked up Fahrenheit 451, and uh, also Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna," because I remember really liking them in school. Yeah. So I reread them to, uh, to get back into reading. And so with them, and also I guess that makes sense. But and then I really liked them again. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, Jurassic Park and Lost World, I just love. Yeah. So, there, um, I'm sure there's other books I've reread. I think I've reread The Great Divorce. C.S. Lewis. Once or twice. Yeah, C.S. Okay. Lewis' Great Divorce once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read some nonfiction books a few times as well. Like what? Like the big encyclopedias. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, that, I, uh, that, that one book I had told you about, that, uh, Writing, writing science fiction or fantasy, creative writing science fiction or fantasy. Mm-hmm. I reread that like from cover to cover all mm-hmm. the time. So, yes, when I was younger, I liked to reread, but I do not reread now. I can't remember the last thing I reread. It might have been like college, mm. um, like the sum- summer before college, uh, before Houghton College. And okay. I did just reread The Outsiders. By S.E. Hinton. Oh, for a book club. Yeah, for a book club, though, that I was running. And so I had to reread that because when we had done The Giver, it has been soon enough since I read The Giver for the first time. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. But this one, I was like, I gotta reread. And it was great. I loved it. But it made me sad. I was like, oh, I want to reread all her other stuff. Like, that was then, this is now, and Rex. It was it was interesting for me to reread Tex, not Rex <laughs> reread the Testament yeah. by Grisham because uh, I read it first like right when it first came out so mm-hmm. I was probably I don't know sixteen or seventeen mm-hmm. and I feel like it was kind of the first like adult book that I read mm-hmm. you know at that point maybe not maybe there was some others but it stands out in my mind as the first one that felt like I don't know because it was like a big bestseller you know it was a right. big was a big deal and so like it was kind of opened up a world for me you know to to see all that uh, to read something because it's a big book and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of there's a lot going on in that book it's a great story i would really recommend it if you haven't read it so it was nice to kind of revisit that and it all came right back to me you know i remembered like the broad strokes of the book Mm -hmm. um but rereading it i remembered all the little details and it also kind of made me think of the time that i first read it so you know it was a pretty enjoyable experience to to reread it again uh and especially in light of like the last three grisham books that i've read that i hated so it was kind of nice to go back and revisit something that i really liked but i don't think that like while i enjoyed doing it i don't think that i would i would do it again like reread another book that's crazy from my past the uh, yeah, i just don't the past few years i've been like i gotta just i just have to dedicate a month to rereading books like november or april or something like like a non-busy month yeah it's like all i'm gonna do the only thing i'm gonna read are books that i've read before that i want to reread wow because i want to reread a bunch i mean i want to reread jurassic park and the lost world again because it's been yeah, a long see, time to since me I that's just like you know, if I commit that much time to doing that, I'm just taking like five or six books away that I'll never read. Yeah. You know? I guess. I don't know. It's just like, 
But it's, I mean, it's like movies. We watch movies. Oh, I know. And TV shows yeah. and everything. But I think maybe books just stick with me a little bit more than like movies do. Because even The Testament, it was, you know, it was 17 years ago yeah. that I read it. And it really... I, just, I would just hate to think that I have read Jurassic Park for the last time. Oh, my gosh. Do you want some tissue? Yeah, you're, you're I You're tearing up a little but bit. I, but there's, a, there's other books that I really liked. I'm like, oh, I would like to. Like World War Z yeah. and Salem's Lot uh-huh. uh, are both books. Starship Troopers I would like Salem's to reread. Salem's Lot, really? Yeah. It's interesting. I, I would reread Salem's Lot. Okay. Um, stuff like Call of the Wild and White Fang, I do want to reread yeah. again. But those are shorter. So that's yeah, really, that makes Same a thing more with sense. Fahrenheit 451 and uh, Animal Farm. Like, they're quick. Yeah. Um, which makes them easier. I just, I just haven't had, like time mm-hmm. to put them in but you know when you think about like what are your favorite books it's just weird to think like it's my favorite but i'm never going to pick it up again yeah so i guess i don't i don't feel like a book that that impacts me like that i don't really i i feel like it's still with me like i don't need to yeah. i don't need to go back and sit down and read through the whole thing again to like mm-hmm. re-experience it because like right. it's in my head right you know so just a different a different approach so not saying yours is wrong. So you don't have right. it. I mean, we did our episode on uh, book ruts. Yeah. And everybody's, it seemed like every other person's solution to how to get out of a book rut was to reread a favorite. Yeah, I think, I think like the way I would tweak that would just be read something by an author that I trust. Yeah. You know, by an author that I know I'm going to get something good out of it. Yeah. I, I was, I, I remember thinking that that wouldn't really work for me because like. What I'm looking for when I'm in a book rut is something new and exciting. Yeah. Like, if I was rereading something, it's not necessarily to, like, do whatever I need to do to get out of the book rut. It would be, you know, for nostalgia's sake. I guess when I, like, rather rather than, than, like, if I miss a book, because sometimes I'll finish a book and think, like, man, I wish there was more of that because I really loved it and Mm -hmm. I, like, hate to be done with those characters. Instead of, like reaching for that book again i think that it would just put in my mind i want to find something like that other book you know so rather than like going back to that same one i try to like go parallel and find something different but okay similar so well i can't find anything that's like jurassic park i have i know you have (laughs) yeah dinosaur lords didn't cut it oh no that was that was (laughs) dragon teeth was a no no dragon teeth wasn't about dinosaurs i know no dinosaur lords was uh that was rough. It was yeah. just bad fantasy yeah. with dinosaurs thrown in. And that's not how... I want the dinosaurs to be the focus every yes. time. We do have this book in our collection. By Dinosaur Vic, Lords? By Victor Milan yeah. in a, the science fiction section. It's been checked out nine times. Yeah, there's a sequel. Yeah, so maybe we should get it if it's, Dinosaur <laughs> if it's checked out that much. Oh, uh, we've talked about Dinosaur Knights. Ooh. It's like, you know... I love it. The dinosaur book I probably have been waiting for my whole life. Yeah. Dinosaur well, maybe maybe they worked out the quirks in the first one. Maybe what you should if, dip back. Did you finish if, Dinosaur Lords? No, I like, couldn't no, even I finish it. This. It made okay. me so mad. Um, what if Dinosaur Knights was more about like a noir kind of detective, and he's like <laughs> he, he travels through the city under neon lights, <laughs> yeah, but perfect. like the city itself. The moon was big that night, right above my dinosaur head. <laughs> like the city's being run by other dinosaurs. Like there's a dinosaur. Uh, Naliosaurus walks in with bar. a neck that wouldn't quit. Yeah. You got like a triceratops selling noodles on the side. I love it. Yeah, I think that's great. Oh. I think that's great. And Whoopi Goldberg's in it. No. Oh, sorry. No, stop. Okay, it's not stop. Theodore Rex. It's not, not Theodore, Theodore Rex. Rex. Is Theodore Rex like Jurassic Park at all? Do Whoopi Goldberg feel Theodore Rex like Jurassic Park? Yes or no? No, it's not. Okay. No. Well, um, but also, 
when I don't know, like I like Call of the Wild and White Fang. Yeah. There's not a lot of like newer stuff like that because now like all dog books are just like super sentimental. Yeah. There's no like this dog is a wolf and he's going to be domesticated or this right. dog's a dog and he's going to be set free into the wild. Mm-hmm. It's all just like this dog has a big heart and no home, but things are going to change this Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's not my jam. No. So I hope that dog does find a home for Christmas though. I don't want it. No, yeah, you don't want him to be sad. No. <laughs> so So I guess the only way that I could see myself rereading more books is if there are things that like I really like want my wife to read and think it would be fun to like read together, mm-hmm. then I might. Okay. But I don't think I'd pick anything up. Whereas I'm different Hello. and have accepted that reading is like a very private thing for me. Yeah. And so like I just can't like I can tell people like, yeah, you'll you'll like this book. But You don't even like to do that though. No, I don't want people giving right. me their opinions on yeah, the books I love. Exactly. Not you the don't ones want, I love. Sure. You don't want to share with others. I don't. I don't care. I don't need to know what a single person thinks of Jurassic Park. Here's my problem with. <laughs> just kidding. Just. Kidding. I, I have never needed anyone else's opinion on that book and/or movie. That's true. So what? What an endearing quality that is. Too. <laughs> but uh, so you think my idea of uh, of dedicating like a month of the year, thirty days out of the year is is too much for you. You couldn't do it. I no. I think you, you would crazy. really enjoy it. Like right. I think you absolutely should do that. And I would love to hear your report on right. how that experience was. But you think that would drive you insane? I'm not going to do it. Right. But I want to hear how right. how it is you, for you. You'd just be watching the time going by and like yeah. Be like else. yep. That's what happens on that page. Yep. <laughs> oh, surprises around every corner. It's not about the surprises. I know. Okay. I, I like I, I'm I, saying. I just right. it's just in my head. Like I just know it. There, you know. Something like Dune, yeah, I want to reread because I read it the first time. Dune is basically in another language. Yeah, that's true. It's in a made-up. I read language. it the first time, and I it's liked it. A collection it, of consonants and apostrophes. But I felt like I didn't get it. Yeah, and so I want to reread about it. Sandworms, I want to say. There, are, yeah, there are sandworms, sandworms on Dune. A lot of Dune sand. Worms. Yeah. Okay. You got to walk without rhythm. Yeah. That's an I tried. Worms. I bought this great little box set of Dune books. No, you just read the- from an antique store. It's yeah. just a, the trilogy, you okay. know. And I tried to read that first one, mm-hmm. and the back half is a uh, glossary, yeah. you know. And I was just every page, I was like, "All right, now what's a glore snack?" Oh, yeah. okay. And then I go yeah. back, no, yeah, you know. So no. Well, I'm hoping that's why rereading it. Though that is not on the first one. It would definitely be Jurassic Park and Lost World because it's been a while. Yeah, since I picked one week up. since you looked at them. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you absolutely love them. So that's it, great. it's been a bit. Uh, I, I mean, it's been years. It was before college that I read them. I almost want to say, what is it? Gosh, it's been more than ten years. Wow. Um, well, I'm, I guess I'm sorry. I thought you were a Jurassic Park fan. So stop it. I guess I don't stop know what's it. happening. Here. No, but in that ten years, mm-hmm. I read the rest of Michael Crichton's yeah. work. Okay, um, that counts. Yeah. So you're not a true Jurassic Park fan. I'm just kidding. It was just a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, and I do want to. It's been. I've only read World War Z once, and it was just. It's just such a cool. I'll read World War Z. Doing that. Yeah, it's a lot different than the movie. Yeah, as I've told you. Yeah. Um, it's all about Matthew Fox, the book. Right? Yeah, Matthew oh, Fox Matthew is Fox finally. Is gets his... Hey, did you see that World War Z like confirmed a director, and they're like moving forward now for two yeah. World War Z two? Yeah. We'll have to wait to I with that kind of thing. I I don't believe until I see a trailer. Do you think it's going to be called World War Z's? Yes. <laughs> okay. What if it's World War Z, but the Z is reversed, so it looks like a two? Okay. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. So Wait. World War Two? No. <laughs> no. No. Brad Pitt in World War Two. No. No, he'd get an Oscar for that probably. Yeah. So H- has he been in a World War Two film? Has he? What's Fury? 
Oh, yep. There okay. you go. All right. And yes. <laughs> All right. I never saw it, so it's okay. Sure. Okay. So what we've learned is you don't want to reread. Yeah. And like someone would have to force you at gunpoint to reread. Like, well, you would I mean, have that's to be, probably a little... Somebody would have to drop you off on a, a deserted island with a box of books that you've already read, and it would still take you a couple weeks to crack that yeah. box open. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm not doing I'd, it. I'd be writing fan fiction <laughs> on the walls. Right. No, that's that's a little extreme because I could have gotten away leading this book club, not rereading the testament. Like right. I remembered enough that I could have gotten through. Right. Uh, and I did it, you know, because I I loved it and it had been a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I wasn't forced to do that. Right. But yeah. As okay. a rule I generally wouldn't. All right. Rereads. And then I'm the kind of person that wants to, but just hasn't felt like I said the time because it's been call. like I've been like I would like to reread Starship Troopers. But yeah. I've got so many. Books. I just read Starship Troopers. I've got so many books on that uh, hu- hey, on the Hugo list you, to get through. You're speaking so. my language now. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think that's anything that we've learned. I think we both knew that yeah. going in. But it's nice to have explored yeah. it, listeners. If you have yeah books that you have uh, Harry Potter not included yeah because all of you Harry Potter fans reread yeah. Harry Potter all the time yeah. Uh, I better hey, stop this is going to shock you. Yeah. I never reread any Harry Potters. I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop talking about Harry Potter because I, I realized yeah. I was like, yeah, you got energy. You don't want to. I could see the aggressive yeah. coming in. Um, but if, if you reread and you just, just tell us about how, why you reread a book or, uh, or why you don't. Your ratio, I guess. Yeah. Your, Good your idea. Your reread of favorites versus your new stuff ratio. And you can send it our way at Twitter at All the Book Show, yeah. Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. You can email us at wellsville at sdls.org. Yeah. And we'll be here. You can do all so, those things. So, like our friends from Vermont, if you just want to take a detour on your road trip and come in and hang out with us, we're here. We're available. Yeah. You know. So, come and on And you're over. looking for that blog post hey, and also, referenced, ericmickles.com. Thank you. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. You cover a lot of stuff on that blog. Thanks, man. Check out Eric's blog. ericmickles.com. I'm a, I'm a regular. So <gasps> Nick. I know all about Stop. it. Stop. Uh, Just stop! Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the summer reading program. So a little bit. Summer reading program is a is a six week pod of like intensive programming. Wait, that doesn't sound fun. Let me start over. Yeah, the summer reading program is six weeks of fun at your local <laughs> library. We have water slides. We don't. We don't. Maybe have some water do. Slides. Some might. Some if the library bigger. is literally like outside of a water slide. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to write a note to see if we can get a water slide off the back terrace. We can't. Because oh, we can't. No. All right. Let me check with legal. They said no, no. No. They said no way. Well, that's because our legal team is a bunch of mice wearing little... Uh, I know, but they're so poker cute. Caps. They're yeah. so cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the summer reading program happens every summer. Six weeks of programming, usually around a theme. This year, the theme is Build a Better World. Yeah, why don't you, Nick? And we have <laughs> we have programming for all ages. So it, I guess summer reading program to probably you. started as a way to sort of keep kids engaged in over the summer. That's not true. No, it's not true. Nobody cared about kids and in And then it just kind of has, has blossomed from that. Now we have a teen program that's booming. We have adult programs. Uh, and it sort of goes across the, the board. So I think I think the most, like, engaged and, like, the most buy-in we get is probably from young families with kids. Uh, yeah. And they seem to take advantage of the full thing. Right. Um, what is it like for teens? Do you have a lot of... Um, do you see much change from the year? There are some to... teens that I see only during the summer. Okay. Um, Have you picked up teens that you first saw in the summer and then they stick around and do other programs? Yes. Okay. I think so. Um, we get we get teens that you know just start coming in to read more because they have time again, and then the books they check out get them raffle tickets, which uh, they enter in for prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we always have 
like two prizes that week plus the grand prize for the year. Okay. Um, for the summer. So, you know, they check out like three books, they get three entries in there. So it, it, it does get them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they, I mean, again, I think they just have more time. Okay. Like the parents that come in with their younger kids start bringing their older kids because the older kids yeah. aren't, you know, overworked with homework and everything. They mm-hmm. have time to, to read for fun if they want to. Mm-hmm. So, I think I I think I see I mean I definitely see an increase in in programming and engagement. I try to make the adult program um you know, you can kind of modify it. So if you just want to come in and you want to try to like read the different genres, you can get your free bag. You can kind of do what you would normally do and just have a little incentive to do that. Right. Um, but then you can go deeper if you want, you know, if you want to really try to branch out and cause every time you read a new genre, we mark it on your slip and right. you get a, yeah, you have like a, prize. a scavenger hunt. kind. Yeah, of pretty much. Uh, so people, people can do as much or as little of that as they want. And of course, the more they do, the more, uh, likely they are to win one of the prizes, which is a Barnes & Noble Nook tablet. Nice. Uh, and then the weekly prizes are chamber gift certificates and books and, right. you know, just that sort of thing. And then there's programming that goes with that. So, like, this year, for example, I've got uh, – I try to have I try to have some authors come in. So we have two local authors. First is going to be uh, Deb Messero, who wrote a book called Geronimo. She's going to be coming in to talk Say what? 18th, July 18th. <laughs> Done it the evening there so she's going to come in she'll have copies of her books for sale talk about her writing process mm-hmm. um, she's a lot of fun we've, we've chatted in the library many times that so book is called what again Geronimo ha <laughs> yes uh, also we have coming in uh, Stephen Jacoby he has a book called Birds, Bats, Bugs, Beavers, Bacteria, Battlestar Galactica. Not really. That's not true. It's called Birds, Bats, Bugs, Beavers, Bacteria, Lessons from Nature. So Stephen uh, is, a, I think, a retired adjunct press professor at Alfred State. Uh, we've got a few of his books here. This is the latest. Just came out. Okay. He's going to be coming in August 1st to talk about that. And then, of course, we have our book clubs are sort of uh, melded around this theme of Build a Better World, which is why I chose the Testament right now. Uh, because it's perfect for that. We're going to do some craft classes. We're going to do some gardening classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 14th, we're doing a special um, evening of theater, which is going to be yeah, uh, a special thing for the 80th anniversary oh, of the yes. David A. Howe Library, an evening of one-act plays. Uh, we're recreating a night that happened here in July of 1937, so we're wow, redoing right? that night 80 years later, so more information will come about that, but I'm very excited about that, and that's going to be part of the summer Our reading year this year population is going as to be well. thrilled. Yeah, I saw this first when I was 10, <laughs> so that's going, to be, that's going to be really good, but yeah. I enjoy the summer reading program. It's stressful. Yes, it's stressful, like leading up and getting all the pieces together and getting the publicity out, and it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, but I do enjoy it. It's kind of nice to have that um, thing to sort of I don't know. When I worked in like academic libraries, we always had that semester schedule, so it right. was kind of a sense of you know here's a new beginning every couple of months, you know. Right. So I sort of look at the summer reading program for me in that same way. You know, we kind of lead up to it. We have a summer reading program, and then mm-hmm. we have like the fall, right? You know, so it's kind of, it's nice to sort of look at the calendar that way. But I think it's good. I think it encourages participation. And uh, I think usually that's a time when people experiment a little bit more with all the different things the library has to offer. At least I hope that's what happens. Sure. You know, do you think the teens, do you think they look forward to it? Do you think it's something? You know, well, this is only, this will be our third year doing a teen-centered one. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Um I mean, we've had people ask, and we've had people sign up. The kids, definitely. Okay. The the kids' parents call weeks 
before summer oh, reading yeah, registration like for, starts, mm-hmm. let alone the actual program. Yeah. Um, so for the younger kids, they get very excited, but they have a lot more prizes and stuff. Okay. I think um, the teens, uh, like, it's not until like maybe the second or third week do they realize like, oh, okay, this okay. is cool. Uh, a lot of teens are weird. I've noticed because they're like teens are weird. They'll check out books like, ah, would you want to enter to win this prize? And look, and they're like, no thanks, I'm just here for books. <laughs> it's just kind of like it's a weird mentality. But like, I get it. No one's telling you you can't have this book, yeah. but you also have the option of winning a prize. Yeah. It's just like, no, I know. Well, I find that with adults, too. I'll be like, oh, here, we're doing a special for yeah. summer. You get a free bag, and you enter to yeah. win a prize, and they're like, no. And I'm, yeah. You don't have to do You're already doing it. Yeah. Like, in being here and doing this, yes. you're participating, and they're like, no. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, harder, whatever. it's harder for me to get the teens doing the prizes in general sometimes. Really? Yes. That's So funny. I always tr- feel like I have to up my game prize-wise. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping prize wise. Um, and last the first two years we gave away a Kindle Fire. Yeah. But a lot of the students get a iPad in school mm-hmm. that they just have for school. So I think the uh, the whole tablet thing is just kind of passe for them. Okay. So I got a portable speaker because all of them. That sounds great. Yeah. Can I enter the teen program? Or it, it looks like a nice speaker. What system, are the rules? Yeah. Can see, I? The see-throughness is very, okay. very sleek. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your the thing you're doing with the SBCA for the Build a Better World thing. Yeah. So every day that the teens bring in anything for the SBCA, and there is a list of things that the SBCA is looking for, um, they get to enter for the prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they just bring in a sixty-nine cent can of cat food. Each day, mm-hmm. like so, five cans, one a day, they would still get five entries. That's great. Um, so it's not the amount that they bring in; it's yeah. just the the times they bring it in. Um, I like that you're doing that because I like. I think it kind of helps build a sense of like empathy and yeah, you know, caring for others. It's a fun, simple way to do that. Yes, you know, so, there's the there's the incentive of the prize, but also you know, kind of gets you in the mindset of doing that. Yeah, and kids so. like animals. Yeah, in general, yeah, it's hard to like look at a dog or cat in a cage and be like i don't want you to have anything yeah so we're, we're doing a little thing in the adult section for um you bring in like canned goods non-perishable items paper mm-hmm. goods uh, that we're going to donate to some charities and mm-hmm. and when you do that uh, you get the prize entry but we're also going to be waiving fines for that ah. too so uh that's Amnesty day. yeah so and it goes really well with our build a better world yeah theme which is certainly yeah part of our mission here um yeah, so we, we have, like, crafts on mm-hmm. Thursdays. We've got mm-hmm. our Minecraft Monday coming back up. Um, we've got, uh, we now that we have our teen loft open, yeah. so we'll be opening that to also the card club, but yeah. other people just to use it. To We've got board games. And, and it's air-conditioned now. It is air, double air-conditioned. How did that work, by the way? It was nice. Was it? Good. Yeah. Okay. It never felt, like, cold. It's yeah. too big to really, like, yeah. start freezing, but it definitely kept it at a comfortable level. That's nice. Um yeah, the, and we'll be, we're showing like Beauty and the Beast, yeah, and uh, Lego Batman, Power Rangers, yeah, huh? pretty exciting. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, and the kids program for for the younger ages is, I mean, she's got tons of stuff planned. Yeah. She's got Elsie Whitford's bringing stuff, yep. bringing big machines. What are the Pennsylvania Lumber? Yep, uh, museums coming to do a thing. We got the dinosaur dig, yeah, this Friday, yeah. So. But yeah. that's that's pretty much full up for the dig. Yeah. So, but yeah, art mobiles coming. A lot. It's a yeah. lot of. If you're if you're not familiar with the summer reading program, yeah, uh, you should come in and check it out. Whatever your age, yeah. come in. And if you don't live here, it's a, it's a hey, national I need you to take thing. A so you're, you're with national. The 
Albertosaurus skull. I'll do if it. If I don't get a picture with that Albertosaurus skull, I'm going to just lose my mind. I'll absolutely do it okay. right after I say, even if you don't live here, you most likely, come, yeah. but also most likely your local library oh, yes, that's is going to have a yes. summer reading program. So it, yeah, check into that a, and participate. A it's a great way to, to get involved yeah. and, and do that sort of thing. So yeah. do it. Um, that's on. it. I'm okay, a, I'm a fan. I like the summer reading All program. Right. Yeah, uh, we've had great attendance last year. We had over 100 adults sign up, which yeah. is great. You know, really great because yeah. that was relatively new. You know, when I started here, um, it's certainly a more in, involved mm-hmm. program. That had been I don't like past, sharing so. statistics with listeners. Okay, All right. <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to. Um, well, let's talk about what's coming up uh, in the immediate future here with library news. I'll tell you that we are showing uh, in honor of the late great Roger Moore. The man, the with, the man golden, with the golden gun. Uh, 2 p.m. on uh, June 27th down in the auditorium. The very next day, the first of our Wednesday morning kids movies is showing up 10.30. And what's that one? It's, I couldn't tell it's you. It's The Land Before Time, but it's the... Oh, is it uh, The Wisdom of Friends? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, The Wisdom this of Friends. This is Land Before Time, 87. Yeah, that is at 10.30. Book clubs are currently reading The Woman in Cabin 10. And The Testament by John Grisham. So there's plenty of copies available. If you've never done a book club before, it's very casual, laid back. We have snacks. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. So yeah. come join you us. Have some cookies left over. Yeah, I do. Help I'm yourself. Eat, I'm going to eat some. Yeah. Help yourself. I'm going to. Um, Beauty and the Beast is going to be uh, 7th. July, July 7th, 7th yeah. at 3.30. Yeah. Uh, so it's still after school times. But yeah. And then right school. around on the following Monday... Uh, July 10th, we're showing the Lego movie at 10.30. Oh, we're showing the Lego movie. Batman a couple weeks later and the Lego Clutch Powers movie. So we got a lot of Lego stuff going on. Yeah, Kate's doing the uh, children's librarian, Miss Kate, Kate right. Miller, starting up a, a Lego club. So okay. we're doing some Lego stuff to go with that. Sure are. A lot of fun stuff happening at the library. Yeah. So come and join us anytime you like. <laughs> and I think that's it for episode yeah. 97. Yeah, 97. All In right. the can. That's Next right. week is 98. That's right. And then two from that is 100. 100. We zilch plan. We'll have to talk to them. Don't tell them that. What oh. is all this well, sausage you, making? Well, you share statistics. Why can't All I... of this sausage making. I shared positive sati- statistics. All right. Sorry, Got to talk to our old friend Pete Mangles to see if he'll come and tape again. I always For like 100 to episodes, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's 100 episodes. All right. All right, we got to get out of here. 100, so. 100, 100. Thanks for tuning All the in. Book show. We'll see you at 98. Bye bye.